0: Goodies, welcome back to Flavor of the Chef, a full immersion into the world of culinary art and food entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Yasmin, and today we have a special treat for you. Joining us is Rawan Nuho, head clinical dietitian at Right Bites, the leading meal plan company for the past 20 years. Picture this fresh, balanced, and downright delicious meals delivered to your doorstep daily, all designed to fool your lifestyle and crush your health goals. Today, with Rawan, we'll chat about the secret sauce behind meal plans, the fantastic dietitian-chef duo, and how they're making healthy living, a breeze in the UN. So let's get started.
1: Hi, Yasmin. Thank you so much for having me on your show, and thank you for the lovely introduction. Thank you,
0: Rawan, for joining us. So, Rawan, before we dive into our topic of interests, can you tell us a
1: bit about yourself? Sure. So um, I'm definitely someone that is very passionate about um, helping people be healthier and happier. I am someone that um, absolutely puts my heart into the things that I believe in. And we as humans, we are here on this earth for some time. And if we are able to help one another in any way possible, I think it's just the most rewarding uh, feeling. And and I think this is really the essence uh, uh, that drives my my passion and love uh, to helping uh, my clients uh, be healthier and happier. That's
0: lovely. Your journey across Jordan, the United States and the UAE is quite fascinating. How have these different environments influenced your values and priorities?
1: For sure. So I did grow up in actually also KSA in Saudi Arabia. I did grow up um sharing a bit of uh, some personal uh, information about myself. I did grow up to be on the overweight side. And I do remember, you know, as a child growing up and especially in our culture, um, you know, from the Middle East where where our our life really evolves around food right we're happy we eat we celebrate we eat and and it's really about food we also express love right with food um when you're inviting someone you just you know you love them the more you love them the more you cook for them and you the more you want to feed them so really the culture is so evolved around you know uh, food So I remember growing up, there's always, you know, that diet plan that is, you know, sticked on the fridge for my mom or my mom is, you know, sharing all these diet plans with her friends or, oh my God, those days that I would come back and the smell of cabbage soup. I cannot explain that. (laughs) (laughs) So all of these, you know, that diet mentality and the culture of food has been really engraved in me since childhood. And I wanted actually to be a heart surgeon. But then my mom, you know, sort of really encouraged me. And, and she said, you know, you can still save lives with helping people be healthier. And this is where I felt like I actually want to help myself, the people around me, the people I love. And I did see that there is an issue when it comes to, you know, our relationship with, with, with food and, and, and our culture and, you know, what we have learned. Um, so I did uh, uh, went to Jordan to do my bachelor's in nutrition and dietetics of course, and then worked for some time. And I wanted to sort of know a little bit more. And that's why I went to do my master's degree in the United States. But, you know, Yasmin, I always thought why, you know, all these diet plans that are, you know, sort of shared across, like my mom and her friends and all of these people around me, why isn't that one diet working for everyone equally, right? Why would someone do the diet and lose two to three kgs per month And someone else would not uh, lose any weight. And I thought, okay, there has to be something about personalization. There has to be something that is just doesn't work for everyone. And that's why I did actually um, uh, have a specialty in nutrigenomics, which is, you know, nutritional genetics in my master's degree. And I, it just, it just, it was such an eye opener um, to really know and understand how we're so different, yet, yet we're so alike, if that makes sense.
0: Can you tell us briefly uh, for the audience, what is it? How is it? And uh, just to give us a bit of context.
1: Yes, of course. So I can. So technically, when we look at our genes, we we all have the same genes. We just have different gene expressions. So I can sort of um, give our audience a, a simple example um, that I always use and which is caffeine. Um, you know, some people can have, you know, four five six seven shots of coffee and they can technically have a shot of coffee and you know go to bed right away and it doesn't cause them anything while someone else if they have just one cup of coffee it causes them to have heart palpitations and 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 feeling anxious And it's crazy how we're so different. And this is really goes back to the expression of our genes. If we are higher uh, metabolizers, when it comes to caffeine, is the body able to metabolize caffeine very quickly and get rid of it? Or the body sort of clinges or holds on to caffeine and then it sort of affects the body in a different way. And you can sort of scale that to so many things, you know, vitamin, mineral, metabolism, um, carbohydrate, uh, protein and fat, metabolism, weight loss, fat loss, putting on muscle mass. So so many things are related to our genes.
0: Okay, understood. So I understand that helping yourself and helping others and saving lives has been uh, the main factors and drivers behind your choice of pursuing uh, a career in nutrition. Uh, What is your overall vision of health? And healthy and a healthy lifestyle. And what is a healthy well,
1: lifestyle for you? Yes, of course. Well, because you know, Yasmin, because I did grow up being overweight, and I and I've um I I've, I've I've really struggled. You know, um I remember just growing up, looking at like everyone around me in school. Like I was the girl that would always have this, you know, brown toast and an apple, and you know, it's just like it was just trying to be too healthy, but sometimes. We just didn't know any better. And I, and I and I can share something. You know, I remember growing up, my parents would say, you know what? Oh, we're not going to have dinner. You know, we're going to try and eat healthy. But then we end up having like, I don't know, like 15 servings of fruit <laughs> at night, you know, thinking, you know, this it's, it's fruit, you know. How yes. could that be bad? But then, yeah, if you're eating like 15 servings of fruit exactly. at night, you know, yes. you're just enjoying your life with so many, you know, grapes and watermelons and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, um, figs and, and so on and so forth. Obviously, that's not the right thing. So there was definitely that conflict always to what is healthy food? How much can we eat from it and all of that? So it's really gotten me to a realization, yes, me, because personally, I've tried so many diets growing up, so many diets. Mm. I remember it started dieting at age 12, maybe. And. When I counsel my clients, I do see that so many people are the same, right? We've we've, we've struggled with weight loss. We've struggled with finding what's the right diet. And I've really lear- learned it the hard way. And it's really balance, moderation, not looking for the quick fixes is really my yes. focus. And it's really not changing or not focusing or working towards a specific goal, but rather digesting and breaking down what do we do during the day so our habits and this is where we start changing lifestyle and health from its core so it's like you know if someone is bleeding and you sort of just put a band-aid on it that that's a quick fix right oh it's gonna stop the bleeding for now but we haven't really fixed the core problem so So my vision is always, and this is what I've done for myself, and I was able to to lose the 25 kgs over the past years. And this is where I actually always connect with my clients, you know, and I tell them, I know how you feel, you know, I've been there, I've done that, I've done that, I know the struggle. And trust me, those quick diets do not work. Why? Because we're just fixing the result and we're not really fixing you know, the core, um, our lifestyle, how do we view food, our relationship with ourselves, our, our relationship with food. So it's really about understanding the psychology and the depth of why do we make those choices? And this is why it's ending up, you know, whether uncontrolled diabetes or overweight or any other medical problems. So really, it's the moderation. It's digging deep into the core reason why we have those issues and sort of helping uh, helping my clients to sort of work on these. And you know, eventually it's mean the weight is gonna be lost yes. once we sort of focus on the on the on the main reasons. Yes. So I think it's also changing people's perspectives
0: and mindset from I'm gonna do this diet, which might work or not work over the short term, to I'm gonna implement sustainable Habits, 100%. and I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change some choices at the supermarket. Let's go, let's say, for example, I'm not gonna go for Nutella, but from but to app but for apples, yes. for example. And in yes. this way, they see it as something that is a sustainable lifestyle and not just a short-term diet.
1: Hundred percent. Because usually, Yasmin, and I can I can share what usual my when, when my clients come into me and you know, and I say you know why are you here and how can I help you? When the conversation starts, I have a wedding, or you know, I'm getting married, or I have a I have the holidays coming up. The minutes, the minutes you confide or you sort of put a time frame on your health. This is when I stop them right there and I say. Yes, I understand your holiday is very important or getting married or having a child or getting um, ready for pregnancy, whatever it is. It's great to have those little milestones because, yes, these are like the things that sort of gives us the passion and the drive. But that's yes. not your goal, right? Yes. Your goal is not to be XKGs on that specific day because the minute that day is going to come, what's going to happen? We're yes. just going to go back. We're yes, going to go yes. back to older habits because we've achieved what we wanted because what we wanted was to be X, you know, amount of kgs on X day. And then when that comes in, we sort of lose the essence of why are we doing this in the first place. And, you know, I think it's also what I've seen from my clients. You know, I've been counseling for now more than 11 years. It Once we have sort of those specific time frames, it creates some sort of a stress. Because if you don't end up losing the weight that you expected losing in that time you actually start stressing more and when we stress more we actually put the body under more inflammation more inflammation means you ain't losing the weight okay (laughs) very simple um -hmm. and 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 i mean we can we can have a very full topic about you know psychology and stress and why people don't lose weight but that alone can be a factor
0: all right understood Uh, In a recent article on the Gulf News, you said, I always advocate for setting long-term goals that prioritize your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Rather than fixating on short-term events or specific times of the year, it's important to view your body and health as a valuable long-term investment. This perspective helps shift the focus towards sustainable lifestyle changes that can be maintained and realistic goals that can be achieved. Can you elaborate a bit on that by giving us concrete examples?
1: Yes, of course. So so as I mentioned, when when the minute we start having those specific goals, we create stress, we create so much, you know, phobia around, you know, okay, I need to maintain or attain this by this time. But the minute that mentality shifts, and this is what I work on with my clients, and I say, this is valid, I will help you as much as I can to 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 reach the goal or to even be on the track to reach the goal but i want to help you on the longer run i want you once you're done with your counseling you know sessions with Rawan, after a couple of months i want you to go out and be able as you mentioned Yasmin, to go to the supermarket and be able to choose the right thing to be able to okay to read nutrition labels right to know what works for you and what doesn't so the minute we start shifting the mental part to something that it's 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 a long run it's going to start today it's going to end when you die there's it's not a diet and really if we go back to the the essence of what what does the word diet means Mm -hmm. diet is a is a way of living a way of eating but unfortunately over the course of years the word diet became that you know Oh my God! It's a grilled piece of chicken and a side of broccoli. And diet sort of became this negative, uh, you know, we negative um, um, attribution to the whole concept or the meaning. So once we start shifting the concept even of a diet, so what diet are you on? Oh, for me, Mediterranean diet works well. For me, low carb diet works well. Amazing! So this is something that I want you to find sustainable ways to maintain. And one thing in the past couple of, I would say, years. Keto has been such a such a trendy topic, right? And this could yes. be the answer that one because keto is not a sustainable diet. Can you live on eating 80% of your diet from fat? We're not gonna even speak about the medical impact, all right? I'm just gonna speak to you as as a person. Do you think you can sustain this till the end? If the answer is no, I'm not gonna put you on a keto diet. If you come to me and say, I want to try a vegan diet. Do you see yourself committing to a vegan diet? Yeah. If no, then it's just not for
0: you. Exactly. And I think there's also a frustration component to that. Um, let's say, let's take the example of the keto diet. Yeah. I'm sure they, there is some, I would say, physical impacts to that in terms of health, but also in terms of mental health. Uh, maybe if I'm not allowed to eat, let's say, rice, I will see it as a frustration. And I will not be able to commit to this keto
1: diet over the long term. 100%. 100%. Because, again, we we are just like children, right? If you come to me and you say, you cannot do that, you know, you cannot eat this, you cannot play with this toy, I'm going to want it more. (laughs) And this is where I'm so against those super restrictive diets. But let me clarify one thing. If you, let's say, come to me and you have a severe gut inflammation, and from my experience and from what you've told me, I see that you should be, let's say, on a gluten-free diet for some time or a dairy-free diet for some time because I want to sort of shush the inflammation in your body. Then this is a different story. You know what I mean? Yes. As long as we're using the diet in a way where it actually serves us but not puts mental stress on us, you know, it's a it's a game changer. You know, if I can say, hey, mm-hmm. it's me and you, you, you can eat the, all the desserts that you want, but I'm going to ask you for one thing. When you want to eat that dessert, I want you to think that, okay, it tastes great. One or two spoonfuls taste exactly like the full, the full cake. And then this is what we start working on. How do I have that connection with myself and the food that's in front of me? But if I say you can't have cake, you're going to eat it. So hundred percent, I'm with you.
0: That, that's fascinating. Um, now that we've gained insights into your personal background and your path to nutrition, let's shift our focus to your role as RightBite. Can you walk us through how you found your way to Ride Bite and the pivotal movements that led you to contribute your expertise to this company?
1: Thank you. So with Ride Bite, so technically after I did my master's in the States and I actually also came back to Jordan and worked for some time. So when I came to Dubai, I... Um, I was, you know, getting my license ready and all of that, you know, and I, I get a call from right Bite and they said, Hey, we're looking for a dietitian. And I remember a couple months before that I had my brother-in-law who was like carrying this box around. And I'm like, what is this? You know, because coming from Jordan in the States, like meal plans, at least from that time, it's not something that's very common, right? Especially in like Jordan, where most people are actually living with their families, or in the States, like, it's not a very common thing. While when I came to, you know, the UAE and Dubai, where you have a lot of expats, a lot of, you know, um, people aged around, you know, their 20s and 30s, they sort of come on their own and they don't have a support system to cook, or they don't even have time to cook yep. or, or prep food. And this is where really the, the meal plans have been re- really working out so well in this region. Um. So, yeah, so I started with them back in 2019 as a dietitian for almost two years. And then, I became the head dietitian taking care you know of the of the team and 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 um everything that's dietetic and nutrition related um from that aspect and you know Yasmin, I think for me when I came to right bite I was really inspired by you know this our amazing founder miss Natalie Haddad and um she's such an inspiration because she is a clinical dietitian herself you know and 20 years ago she was just counseling her clients and and she saw the needs of providing healthy food. Like you can give this amazing service and you can counsel, but if people are not able to have to have the knowledge, they don't have the knowledge or the time to prepare healthy food at home. She saw the gap and she saw the need 20 years ago. And this is how she started. And, And you know, she built this amazing legacy of Right Bite for the past 20 years. So so this is really um, how I started with Right Bite and have been going on now for four plus years.
0: Oh that's great. And what do you exactly do at Right Bite?
1: So so what I do is a, a a mix of both. I still counsel my clients. So yes, I am leading the team, but um you know, my heart is still with my clients, so I do both. I take care of my team and 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 you know operations uh, when it comes to like menu and guidelines. Um, of course, I can walk you through that in a bit, and um and of course, so I still counsel my clients uh, because I still want to have that one-on-one um, relationship with them, and I think it's really helping me because I get to be that client facing. So I'm able to really understand what they need, take their feedback, see what's working, what's not working. And as a manager, I'm also able to sort of relay that to even higher management and you know find solutions and make sure that what we're serving our clients is really top of the notch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is a meal plan, Hawan? So if we if we sort of look at what is a meal plan. So a meal plan, I would say is 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 a great way Um, to help anyone, really, whether you are having health goals to achieve or, you know, you're just a simple person that's of healthy weight and everything's great. You just want to ensure that you have healthy food delivered to your doorstep. And if you look at meal plans, meal plans, with Right Bite, we do have different meal plans that cater to different needs. Um, and so we have like the weight loss plan. We have a low carb plan. We have an, a plan that is for the athletes who are of high performers. We have a plan for people who are vegan, um, for, for moms who are actually uh, pregnant or are breastfeeding. And every meal plan is created in a way to sort of help those people achieve those certain goals, correct? And of course, every plan has its own guidelines when it comes to how much carbohydrates, protein, and fats uh, do we do we sort of uh, put for every meal plan? Um, what are the key elements or things that needs to be in the plan to make sure that it's actually working? So meal plans can also be different in terms of the offerings. You know, sometimes some people come in and, they literally tell us we don't want to even enter the kitchen we want everything sorted from right bites you know from the breakfast to the lunch to the dinner and snacks we don't want to bother and this is what it is and then we have other clients that come in and say you know what I'm great with my breakfast you know I can cook dinner but really my challenge is lunch because lunch I'm at the office you know I end up you know ordering unhealthy food and You know, Yasmin, I think what I've also really noticed is that because we live in such a, you know, busy lifestyle in Dubai, what I've noticed for most of my clients is that sometimes they just sort of end up forgetting to eat, right? So they're in their meetings, back to back, and then, whoops, it's 3 or 4 p.m., and, oh, we haven't had food. And what happens usually? What happens is we end up choosing and of course, we're not going to crave, you know, the nice uh, salad or you know the the grilled foods. Usually, when we crash, and because we haven't been having enough food, the decisions aren't the greatest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you're on, you know, Deliveroo or Talabat or any of those apps uh, aggregators, you're, you know, you you get to, you get to see the burgers and the pizza, and this is where we make unhealthy choices. So, so really, meal plans really help us to have some sort of consistency throughout the day you know that your meal is in the fridge the minute you start feeling hungry you know this is the time for me to have lunch and you know what this means it really helps people to connect with their inner self they listen to their body more okay when i start feeling hungry my breakfast is there right when i feel food this and this is when they come back and discuss with the dietitian over their consultation um, how was the portions? Portions were good. I feel like I need a snack between lunch and dinner. And this is how we are able to also personalize our meal plans depending on your medical problems, if you have any, um, your lifestyle. Are you someone that does intermittent fasting? You don't. Okay. Do you play exercise. So every meal plan is created based on all of these.
0: Okay, I see. So, and how do you come up with new meals?
1: So, Niumi, it's interesting. So, we have, honestly, kudos to our amazing, you know, head chef and the chefs that work so hard, honestly, to come up with those amazing recipes. So, because we've been in the market for 20 years, so obviously we have so many recipes. But what, what happens is, with time, we sort of always evaluate how these recipes are doing. So, just to give you a bit of context, so let's say we we ask the dietitians, we uh, prepare all the guidelines For every meal plan so we come to the chef and we say okay this meal plan has to have 25 to 35 percent carbohydrates the dish has to contain you know 35 to 40 percent of protein and then it has to contain for instance 20 to 30 percent of fat so when the chef is creating those recipes i mean he can go as you know as 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 um as varied as he wants different cuisines and all of that but of course there's always a challenge that whatever dish he's going to create or a new recipe he's going to create he has to ensure that it also fits within the macros you know so you can go at any restaurant and you can have amazing dishes right but what about the macronutrient breakdown and I and I'm sure this is one of the most challenging yet the most um, amazing or rewarding feeling where you come up with this amazing tasty dish that has that's so full in flavor yet it's perfectly within the guidelines Mm -hmm. and this same dish even when we create those dishes can be created in different ways so for instance i can create a chicken biryani for um for someone who's on the weight loss plan and i can also create a chicken biryani for someone who is on the athlete plan where i sort of you know play around less carbohydrates more protein and this is where the sort of the chef has to stay around the guidelines so Mm -hmm. once we release all the meals of course we give it sometimes and then we hear our clients out right we ask them what did you enjoy what worked what didn't work we of course go back and see what were the most dishes that were selected so the dishes that were mostly selected we keep on the menu the dishes that were not probably doing so well we remove and we add new dishes based on feedback what's trending, what people are liking um, to meet different needs, because some people would want maybe more salad based, you know, options. We have some clients that enjoy the Mediterranean cuisine, and then you have people that enjoy more of the Western. So it's so important to create meals and a menu that is macro counted, amazing flavor and taste where we're not compromising on that. But at the, at the same time, you serve different Audience, different palates and and, yes. and dietary preferences as well. I, I I'm,
0: I'm myself a, a Ride Bite customer, and I think what Ride Bite is successfully doing is really combining healthy, tasty meals and yes. while respecting those guidelines. Because it's we usually hear, oh, healthy food is boring, it's fad. But I think it's not the case, and Ride Bite proves it. Uh, you are also showing that yes, you can still have biryani while. While wanting to lose weight or while wanting to build muscle mass, for example, uh, but you you said that some uh, meals didn't do well what are so, what are some factors that explain that some meals work better than the others?
1: yeah, for sure um so of course, the taste is one thing um uh, that would that would really determine, but really, when you look at it when you have like two thousand plus recipes. There is no way on earth that you know someone would like all of these, right? And because when you look at really our audience, when you look at the UAE, when you look at Dubai, now of course we serve you know Abu Dhabi and Sharqa, and we actually are we we also are in KSA as well. So because we have such a uh a, such a, a varied audience, right? You don't have you're not really only serving Mediterraneans. So you're not only serving you know the local community, you can have you know locals and, and westerns and and, and, and and people from India. So the taste is so different, right? Maybe one dish you find so good while for me, it's not really my preference. So sometimes it I mean it's a bit hard for us to sort of um, know, but what we've noticed is that people are all about the flavor. So usually the things that do not do so well, They're mostly more on the bland side, if if I can say that. And people, you really love the flavor. And you know, one amazing thing is that people think, as 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 you mentioned, that you know, diet food or being on a meal plan, it's boring, it's lame. You know, it doesn't have any flavor. But in reality, flavor doesn't only come from like butter and frying. There is so much flavor actually in herbs and spices. Oh, spices! My favorite. Right. And good news, both of these don't add calories (laughs) or actually on the contrary. There's so many health benefits to like cinnamon and turmeric and, you know, and cayenne pepper. So I get it. It really also goes back to, you know, the amazing chefs we have and how they are so, you know, articulate in like using the right herbs and the right spices on the right dishes.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. And how do you combine innovation and health in your Right Bite recipes?
1: I mean, innovation, wow. I mean, our kitchens are really um, on point, on peak when it comes to making sure that even the way uh, 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 the process happens is also very, you know, uh, um, very modern, very quick, you know, from the way the client actually chooses the, the meals using a, a super awesome app, right? They go in, there's an amazing menu, they choose their, their um their dishes, they can see the calories, um, they can see the components of the dish, everything. And then how that Sort of translates into, you know, um, the, um, the kitchen and how it's printed on stickers and stickers are on the packaging. And then, of course, if anyone has any allergies or intolerances, that shows on the sticker and how it's translated in the kitchen, how our chefs make sure. So really on innovation starts not only from the creation of the dish, but really innovation starts from, from point A, literally from the minute the client chooses his meal up until they get the, you know, they, they get the dish. Delivered or the cooler box delivered to their doorstep. So you need to innovate because boredom is a factor, right? And because you've 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 tried our food, you you've tried Right Bite meals, you will see that even the authentic dishes there is a bit of innovation when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what makes Right Bite always stand out. So let's say you will try the chicken biryani in Right Bite. But you can tell there is something special about it, right? So it's not the original chicken biryani that you eat. So again, it's also such a challenge to, you want to keep the authentic taste, but at the same time, you want to innovate with different flavors and using different um, things. You know, now, for instance, um, nut-based milks, right? Like this has been such a such a trend in the past couple of couple of years and i think this is amazing because it helps us innovate dishes that are that used to be let's say super um, um dairy dependent for instance right yes. so you don't want to completely remove that dish out of you know of, uh, the menu but how can i recreate or innovate that meal in a way that can it can be let's say uh, suitable for a a dairy-free, let's say, meal plan. So I think this is also where innovation comes in, having those substitutes. And honestly, we live in, in an amazing country that actually provides us with that's, so many options. Right? That's very true. Hundred um, yes. percent. It mm-hmm. just gives you the it gives you the freedom, the flexibility to innovate because you we just have everything here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sustainability
0: is now a big topic in the world, especially now with the COP28 that has ended two year, two days ago. Yes. How does Right Back act for sustainability?
1: Yeah, well, you know, in the past, um, we used to always send our... Um, the the dishes and the meals, they used to be sent in plastic, right? And, you know, plastic is, you know, the easier way to go. And this is how you can, you know, microwave the food and all of that. But since, honestly, the past couple of years, we have been really investing in making sure that we turn, you know, Right Bite into more of a sustainable, not only the food, but everything around it. So we technically moved all our packaging from a plastic dependent packaging into a sustainable packaging where we use you know our bagasse uh, to deliver food in now i mean this is this is this is great because we're really helping the environment out because you know if you've seen the amount of plastic that comes out from a, from a meal plan it's insane right like especially if you're signed up on like a breakfast a lunch and sides and snacks you might end up having like seven eight containers so you can imagine the impact if these were when they, when they were plastic and how when we turned all our packaging into sustainable yes. uh, bagasse yes. packaging and that's recyclable as well uh, you mentioned that you 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 like those
0: one on one consultation with your clients how do you help them and also do you spend time educating them about nutrition at large
1: yeah of course so i think also what really makes right bite stand out uh, in comparison to a lot of the meal plan companies that are actually available in the region is that we are so invested in the client himself you know yes we are a meal plan company but we care about our clients so much and again that's again from the original uh, you know mission and vision of, of 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 our founder um and so so the consultation part is so crucial and important and it's part of the package, so usually when our clients want to sign up on any any of our meal plans, we actually offer them all their consultations for free because we don't even want uh, to put a pressure on someone that okay, this might be charged. No, this is part of your package because you need to be speaking with a professional to make sure that you're actually choosing the right meal plan for yourself. And what we do, is mean, is we, you know, myself and, and the amazing team of dietitians we love our clients so much that we not only discuss the meal plans. So usually if I just give you a bit of context, so the client comes in and, you know, they say we need help and so and So um, most of our clients, they need help with weight loss, but then we have clients that want to gain weight or clients that are, that are preparing for pregnancy, or they just want to have a healthy pregnancy or manage, you know, uh, medical problems, diabetes, anyhow. So we, you know, First, ask about all their medical conditions. If they're on, if they are on any meds or supplements or vitamins, because that might also affect their overall um, intake. Um, we do ask also our female, um, uh, female clients about also their menstrual cycle, because it's all about their hormones, right? And this also affects their appetite and their food. Um, And then we talk a lot about their lifestyle. So this is our one-on-ones, you know, how, what time do they sleep? When do they wake up? How much water do they drink? You know, how is their lifestyle usually? Uh, Do they work from home or from the office? Because all of that really helps in the overall well-being of the client. You know, it's just, there's no use if I sort of say, okay, it's mean, this is a meal plan, buy it, eat it on your own. There's no value. But when you say, okay, this meal plan is for you. Because of so and so and so, because this meal going can help you lose the weight or manage your diabetes, the the number of meal the, the number of meals that I'm giving you because it's suitable for your lifestyle. So, really, those one-on-ones are so powerful. And yes. because right bite is taking care of the food, it actually opens space for the dietitian to discuss. The other things, their physical activity, their psychology, you know, their stress. Because food is under control, right? The client is Mm -hmm. not really bothered in shopping or cooking or measuring. And we say, you know what? White White has got you covered. How can we help you in other ways and areas of your life? Because, you know, the well-being is a big umbrella. It's not only calories in, calories out, correct?
0: Exactly. So it's adopting a holistic approach to well-being and health. Okay. 100%. 100%. So now let's move on to some more personal questions. What is your Madeleine de Proust? So for those who don't know, in French, a Madeleine de Proust is an expression used to describe smells, tastes, sounds, or any sensations reminding you of your childhood or simply bringing back emotional memories from a long time ago. So what is your Madeleine de Proust, Rowan?
1: Oh, wow. So it's mm-hmm. so it's what reminds me of my childhood. Yes. It could be a dish. uh oh. Wow. Well, for me it's it's the Arabic um uh, uh dish that is technically um zucchini, stuffed zucchini and and, and um and uh, grape leaves, uh in Arabic. And this is just the dish that sort of it's it's one of my favorite dishes, but it just it's it reminds me about so many uh, family gatherings. It reminds me of my, my grandma um that you know passed away very long time ago she used to do the best so it's just it it just gets so many lovely memories
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you you lived in jordan in the us yes. in ksa and now in the us <laughs> i'm just wondering how those countries inspire you in the kitchen because it's yeah. different cuisine
1: yes they're very different you know in in ksa um and I would say in KSA, it was very, um it was very um, based on what my mom would cook at home. So we would still, you know, eat out and enjoy, you know, the um, the local food. But you can see how the culture and the choices of food, you know, especially in the Gulf area where it's really focused and cent- centric more around rice and protein and the culture of salads and vegetables and fruits, it's not, it's not very common. Um, While in Jordan, um, because also growing up, I remember how my grandparents, you know, we have our trees. And I remember, you know, as a child, you know, going with my grandpa and picking up apples and everything. And this is how it's amazing when you're actually closer to your environment, you're closer to the surrounding. This is where you tend to eat more fruits and vegetables because it's there and you're so connected to it. When I moved to the States, wow, the States was a different ballgame because even when I went to the States, I went alone to study my master's. And wow, it was a hell of a roller coaster because I did not really have the time to cook. You know, I was a master's student. I was working, I was writing my pieces, Mm -hmm. uh, barely getting any sleep. And, you know, it was such a challenge to me because the culture in the U S is, is, is very geared towards fast food, quick fixes, frozen dinners. You know, people don't really have the time to cook, but even, even, even in salads, um, the way they promote eating more salads and vegetables is with selling more of the salad dressings that are not very healthy. You know what I mean? So it's amazing to see how in every country... And the supersizing, like this is something that you would see in the States, right? Um, where, you know, if, let's say a regular Coke could be like 0.99 cents and they sort of sell you the large for one dollar. So this is also you can see in different in, in different um, um, countries how also the marketing and how people are, you know, geared to take, unfortunately, unhealthy choices because they think, oh, I'll just, you know, pay five extra cents and I'll get a double yes. Coke or I'll get a double fries, this i've seen a lot in the states yes yes um but things are are changing you know people are more knowledgeable people are um, um, are are investing more in meal prepping um but it's sad that we still see obesity on the rise um then when i came here to dubai because it's a very um it's a very mixed um uh, uh, backgrounds um but again in dubai you feel like the meal plans is one of the absolutely best ways, unless, you know, you have the time and the energy yes. to cook. Honestly, it can be really tempting with all the good restaurants here too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, believe me. <laughs> uh, what are you good to ingredients when you cook? You mentioned spices before, for example. Yes.
1: Yes. So I grew up in a household where my mom, wow, she is an amazing, amazing cook god bless her and and she obviously took that from you know her mom and and it's you know these these especially when you have recipes they sort of pass on through generations right um and my mom in general she's the healthy cook so i grew up in a household where we're not really unhealthy it's the portions that were not you know on point um but my mom uses so much spices uh and herbs in her cooking and this is something that i actually took from her so for me if Let's say any meal isn't doesn't have pretty much a lot of spices and herbs. It's not really. It doesn't really fit my taste because I grew up loving and and and, and enjoying herbs and spices. And if you really look at like spices in general, like cinnamon is an amazing one for you know um, uh, managing blood sugar curcumin i actually wrote my thesis on cur- curcumin which is turmeric it's it, we call it the indian gold because it's one of the most powerful spices when it comes to inflammation you know it's it's an anti-inflammatory there's tons of research about you know curcumin and inflammation and and, and free radicals and cancer and diabetes and um so it's amazing how sometimes a simple spice that you can add sometimes on your chicken or on rice it gives it this amazing flavor, but then the health benefits behind it. Yes. It's great. And what is your go to right bite meal? Wow. Oh my God. This is such a hard question. I have so many good, <laughs> I have so many tasty meals on there. Um, I think our sayadie is amazing the rice and the fish. The other one, very, very favorite one of mine, is called the chicken thai curry because, again, it's very, strong in flavors Mm -hmm. it just again reminds me of growing up having those amazing strong flavors but yeah this is a tough question (laughs) yes what's yours (laughs) tell me what's yours
0: i I really like the biryani the biryani i think it's my favorite and the 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 quesadillas were good too they're pretty awesome actually today i
1: have meat biryani and i cannot wait until it's 1 p.m
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think i will order right by today you just tempting me. Okay,
1: let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the meal plan. Honestly, I've been on the meal plan yeah. since the day I started with Right Bites. And, you know, sometimes they ask me, you know, do you cook? And I say, yeah, every once in a while, you know, I do cook sometimes on the weekend. But, mm-hmm. you know, Yasmin, with such a busy schedule, you know, yes. I am just, I just feel like that I'm rest, you know, I am just resting assured that this meal that's delivered to me and to my husband, you know, it's cooked in a healthy way, it's prepped in a healthy way, it's, you know, full of flavor, it has the right amount of macronutrients that suits me. I mean, what better can 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 that be? And and on top of that, and this is something that I always say, if you are going out and actually shopping to cook at home, the possibility that you have a lot of variety in protein and vegetable is very low right maybe you're gonna prep for the week and you say okay i'm gonna do this week let's say pepper steak and mashed potatoes i'll do salmon and asparagus for instance and i'll do a chicken biryani. so technically that's amazing that's very but probably you're gonna cook and eat for two days you by the end of the week you've sort of had two or three different kinds of vegetables two or three different kinds of protein. With Right Bite, I can have asparagus today, I can have rocca tomorrow, I can have broccoli, I can have cauliflower, cabbage, edamame. Mm -hmm. So also the fact that you are able to eat such a varied diet helps a lot. And this Mm -hmm. is exactly what I would say most of us are missing. We can be micronutrient deficient because we sort of stick on meals that we sort of Mm -hmm. know or easier for us to cook. But when you're on a meal plan, the variety- You get the
0: diversity. Wonderful. Yeah, you get the varieties. yeah. Okay. So, Foodies, that brings us to the end of another flavorful episode of Flavor of the Chef. A big thank you to our incredible guest, Rawan Nuho, for sharing her expertise and taking us on a journey to the world of nutrition and right bite. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay in the loop for more exciting conversations, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Your support means the world to us. Thank you very much, Havan. It was a pleasure discussing with you.
1: Thank you, Smith. It was an absolute pleasure being on your show. And it was just
0: such a lovely chit-chat with you today. Thank you. Thank you.